Hey y'all, it's Barb. It's Shay. We're here to talk about a murder that's gonna knock you off your feet. So giddy up y'all, this is gonna be a wild one. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode with Barb and Shay. We are happy to be back and long time no see Barb, how are you doing? How am I doing? Long time no see, I just saw you this past weekend. <laughs> For our girls trip, it was a blast. I had a ton of fun, sunburnt, but I am happy to be back on schedule and at home. How are you? I'm doing good. I had so much fun this weekend. I really needed it, but I'm also glad to be back to see my fiance and my little doggy, Buster, and I guess just go back to work and enjoy life, I guess. But before we start, I want to mention, of course, we still have merch for sale. So if you would like to help support our podcast, please purchase some merch. We are going to use all of our money towards making the podcast better for you all and better for ourselves. So we also have the voters episodes. We will, it will be close today. So please get your votes in. Well, let's get started. Today's case is about a little girl who trusted her family and they would end up throwing all of that trust away when they would murder her at the young age of two. So, as you know, we're probably we're going to have some trigger warnings in here, but this is the murder of Riley Ann Sawyers. Like I said, trigger warning here, this does involve abuse of a child, like major abuse. Um, and if that's not for you, please skip the parts where I explain what happens or... Um, skip this episode and listen to Thursday's episode. Well, I'm just going to have to chime in here. We did it again, Shay. We are covering children this week. I know, I know. And and I feel like the children one to me affects me differently because it makes me so angry, I guess. And it's just like I want to like tell the story of this little girl who was able to, who could have lived a whole life, but her family decided to take that away from her. Yeah, it's it's the case that literally boils my blood because, Same. and especially when it is the family, you're the ones that are supposed to be protecting them. You're the protectors, mm-hmm. the providers, the ones that these children are relying on. And when you take that for granted and take their life out of the world, it's like, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? It just, to me, it just doesn't make sense. And this one is really going to make you angry. Um because the one who killed her wasn't even her real father. So, yeah, so we'll get into that. But I got basically all of my information from Wikipedia. I know some people don't like Wikipedia, but it's the one that gives the most information. Um, also, I do want to say thank you to my fiancé because he did help me write this one because I was running out of time. But let's go ahead and start. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So let's talk about Riley's life at home before she was murdered. So Riley's parents' names were Robert and Kimberly. So there are a lot of names that go into this. Um, But her mom got... So Kimberly got pregnant when she was 15 while she was at the Minter High School. And this this was when Robert and Kimberly had just started their relationship. I don't know how long they were together, but they had were freshly in a relationship and she had gotten pregnant. Well, Robert 
the father would drop out of high school and they would live at Robert's mother's home in in Ohio. And Robert's mother was Riley's primary caregiver. So Robert and Kimberly would split up and but they would both still live at the mother's home together. So I don't know why. I don't know. Like maybe Kimberly had gotten kicked out of her home because she got pregnant at such a young age or something had happened. Um, but she still lived with them. And while they were still living there, Robert started dating another woman named Catherine. And, or Catherine. Some people pronounce it different. And they would later get married. Well, in October 2006, there was a charge made against Kimberly for physical abuse towards Robert, which is super odd because usually that doesn't happen. Usually it's the male doing it to the female, but in this case, apparently it was a female to the male. There wasn't too much information on it, but after this, this is whenever Robert would move out. Well, then Kimberly would get married to Royce, and these two, Kimberly and Royce, are going to be the main people in today's case. Um, they would get married June 1st in 2007, and later that year, Kimberly and Riley would move to Spring, Texas. So these two met through the world of Warcraft, where Robert, Riley's actual father, actually introduced Kimberly to this game whenever they were still together, which again, she was young. So games like that probably were really interesting to her at that age, but she became obsessed with the game and was playing it all day and all night. And I understand like play your games, but if you have a child that you need to take care of, you can't just play your game all day and all night. You need to give that child attention and what it needs. And like I said, if she's died at the age of two, like if she was killed at the age of two, like imagine her mom just playing World of Warcraft just freely and all day, all night as an Mm -hmm. infant, basically. And not to only say that, but you literally, like, do you not have a job? Like, how are you providing for your child? And And I think that that is where she maybe had to live with the the mom for a while and then maybe she went to move move with this Royce guy and he had a job probably and so maybe he was just taking care of her because you know husband's supposed to do all the work or whatever but um but if y'all could y'all can't see me but I was doing the air quotes with that statement um but yeah so she like I said get playing the games not that bad take care of your child before you play your game that could be that's what me and you do I mean like you do it. You you have two children, and you still make time to be able to play games with them and with your husband alone and stuff like that. And you know, I I just have a dog, so there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah. So shortly after Kimberly and Royce got married, Royce felt like it was important that baby Riley have some discipline in her life, which I mean is fine. But he took it a little too far. He started off by telling her she needed to say ma'am and sir, please and thank you, which is the part that I can agree on because, you know, manners, it's polite to say that. But he also believed that corporal punishment was the number one way to punish a child. I don't even know what that is. So corporal punishment is basically like when they don't say yes, ma'am, they get like basically beat. 
or they get water, you know, like their head gets dunked in water or they get so many like hot sauce in their mouth. Yeah, like like actual like hot sauce in their mouth was probably would probably have been the golden thing to do in this household. Riley was getting beat like every single time he she did something that he didn't like. Well, he didn't feel that Kimberly was disciplining her, disciplining her enough, so he decided to take it into his own hands and would beat her any time she did something that he did not agree with. And he actually had a woman from his past relationship that said that he did the same thing to their children. But apparently it didn't bother Kimberly that much because she stayed with him and what happens later is absolutely insane well she's too busy playing the video game to even notice probably yes exactly and i just i mean at the beginning you're 15 so i get it but well now she's 17 because it wasn't the baby too when she sadly like passed away yeah yeah and it's just like you're young but at the same time you're gonna have to grow up you decided to have a baby you decided to do the thing that gave you the baby so you got to be responsible. But some people don't have that mental ability. And she, I don't think that she did. I don't think that she was able to care for her the way that she needed to care for her. Which is really sad. And that's why Robert's mom was the primary caregiver until she decided to move. So I wish she would have just let Riley stay with the grandparent, honestly. But let's go into what happened to baby Riley. So... I'm going to say trigger warning here. This is whenever it starts to all get explained. So there was a videotape confession from Kimberly that stated everything that happened the day Riley was murdered. It was July 24th, 2007. Riley had done something that upset one of her parents. So they started beating her like they usually do. And it didn't necessarily explain what she did to upset them or whatever, but it probably was something small. So... Um, it was, they started off by hitting her with two leather belts. Then after that, they walked her into the restroom and held her head underwater and tried to drown her. Well, not only that, but at some point during these beatings, Royce took Riley by her hair, picked her up and threw her across the room. And when this happened, Riley hit the ground hit the ground and her head split open on the tile floor oh my god yeah that poor baby she like, was literally only two being thrown by her hair by a grown man as hard as like him being angry and not only that but literally trying to be dr- like drown a two-year-old yes death. and that was just like normal in that household oh my god I yeah i can't even imagine and that's later on kimberly goes well it was an accident like we didn't really mean to do that well if you're freaking beating the child like putting her water her hair head underwater and throwing her by her hair how is that an accident yeah how how did you not think something like this was going to happen yeah i i don't know but she was so injured by all of this she couldn't even move but this piece of blank was was not done He told her to stand up and she couldn't because she was so injured. Well, Kimberly stated that, quote, she didn't have control of her legs, end quote. Riley tried to stop them from beating her by saying, quote, I love you to her mom, but it didn't work. 
So just because she couldn't stand up, Royce decided to beat her even more because she couldn't stand up from being beaten already. So to me, that's not an accident. No, this whatsoever. literally makes my stomach sick. Yes. It, that's why I said this one's really, really brutal. Um, so after he beat her, they found out that she, she basically they, they found that she was dead. And Kimberly still tries to say it was an accident in which no one accidentally throws their child across the room by their hair and sticks their head underwater. So I'm going to call BS on that. And after they realized that she was dead, the two went to Walmart and they bought a plastic container, a plastic storage container. Um, After they, you know, sorry, I just repeated the same thing. They would wrap her body in trash bags like she was a piece of trash and they would put her lifeless body into the container they didn't do anything (gasps) with the container for two months oh my god they had this little girl in their house for two months Mm -mm. yeah Mm -mm. so i don't even know what to say like I don't even know what to say. Like, they better have been freaking executed already. This is probably one of the worst cases I feel that we have covered. And yes. it's only one victim. Whereas we've covered so many. And not, not to to say uh, one, is worse, one is worse than the other. Like, one wasn't as good as it. Like, however you want to say it. But you're talking about a two-year-old child that literally cannot even try to defend herself. Mm-hmm. And literally... Tells the mother, I love you, right before knowing everything that led up to this moment and still saying I love you to the mother. Yes. And seeing that her mother is letting this happen. That's why I said her. she felt that she was protected by her mother and this is what happens. No. I beat, beat her. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, <laughs> but no. I agree. Mm-mm. There is no uh-uh. sorry in this. They better have, um, when she went to prison, they better have gotten their hands on them, on her. Oh, I know for a fact they did. But they, after the two months of her body just sitting there, they took her in the container and they they dumped her body in the Galveston Bay close to the causeway. And not only did they kill her, but Kimberly tried to forge documents saying that Riley was no longer in their care because she was getting sexually abused. So she basically made a paperwork saying that, oh, CPS took my child because she was getting sexually abused just so they could figure out how to cover up the murder, saying why she wasn't around them anymore. How are you going to try and be Texas or the government? Like, How are you going to say the reason is sexual abuse? I mean, that could have been happening. Exactly. But it's like, how are you going to try and act like you're somebody from the, the government? Yeah. Well, she apparently said that Royce forced her to make these documents. He he basically... Which, I mean, honestly, I could probably see that happening. If he can do this to a two-year-old, what can he do to a grown woman? Yeah, but she went along with everything else. Why would she... Yeah. Why why was she now all of a sudden being forced? Well, apparently she kept saying that he was he was controlling them or whatever. But girl, like... I under, you live in Ohio. Go back to Ohio with the family and they can help protect you there it's not even her parent there's no ties there's literally no ties other than getting a divorce but there's no custody battle that you would have to fight 
You could literally, if this was happening, put him in prison by yes. abuse of a child. There is so many ways she could have gotten rid of this guy. If he yeah. was the actual problem and not both of them. Exactly. There could have been things done and there's no excuses. And I'm, I hope they both rot. But let's go ahead and move on to Riley being found. So Riley's body was found in Galveston Bay on October 29, 2007. So she was killed on July 24, 2007. So she was found in October. Um, it was discovered that she had three skull fractures on her on her head. Her injuries were so bad it was said that it was said to be like someone falling from a rooftop building. Oh my god! That's how bad her body was. And police were unable to identify some of the remains because her body was so unrecognizable. And you can imagine being in a container for two months and then being put into the water. Mm-mm. So they had to recreate the forensic, like they had to take a forensic artist and create a sketch to give an estimate of what she looked like because they had no idea who this little girl was. They just found this container with the body in it and they're like, well, I don't know who this is. How do we find who killed this little girl? So the sketch got national attention, which actually helped a lot in this case, which is really interesting because Riley Ann's grandmother, Cheryl, saw the sketch and told the police that it was her granddaughter. So I mean, I'm going I'm to post the sketch. It doesn't, I mean, you have to remember, they, they don't know what her face completely looks like, but it's really, it's, pretty close to what she actually looks like that must be a dang good freaking forensic Mm -hmm. sketch artist yeah but at this point everything came together and it was confirmed to be the remains of riley charles so they had they arrested the two clearly they clearly knew who it was because that's who she lived with that's the only two people she was two who else could have been you know and Royce attempted suicide in 2007 around Thanksgiving time, which was right after her body was found. Because she's found in October. He tried to kill himself oh, in November. Oh, well now she's, he knows he's about to go down. Uh-huh. So, she, oh, it says she. I Maybe she, maybe, no, he, sorry, sorry. He attempted to overdose on blood pressure and antidepressant medications and he left a suicide note saying that read, quote, my wife, my wife is innocent of the sins I committed, end quote. But later he claimed that he was in another part of the house when Riley died and that he was not guilty. So he was just trying to cover his freaking butt because he didn't actually die in his suicide. Um, but the couple's bond was set at $350,000 each. And at First, they were charged with injury to a child and tampering with evidence. Kimberly's trial was delayed until 2009, which is two years to wow. delay a trial. Um, but this was because she was pregnant. What? She was pregnant with another child, so they delayed her trial. Like, she didn't just let this happen to her two-year-old daughter. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, which, honestly, if she was pregnant, at least the child's not going to be in her care. It's going to go, hopefully, to a home that needs, that has love and compassion that the child needs. But they eventually both took responsibility for Riley's death. 
Kimberly was convicted of capital murder on February 2nd, 2009. It only took 90 minutes to convict her, which honestly is probably like a record of ones that we've had. Um, but she was sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole. And she is incarcerated in Gatesville, Texas. Oh my gosh, the same facility. Wait, is it? Yes, as the last covered I, I, with the with the angel of death. Oh my They're gosh. The same facility. I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh, I hope I hope angel of death gives her some bad medication. Um, but Royce was charged with capital murder and evidence tampering. And since the state did not seek death penalty, he is automatically sentenced with life without parole on November 6, 2009, which is crazy that he was sentenced after her. Yeah. Um, but he is incarcerated in Navasota, Texas. But I want to pause real quick mm-hmm. because we just talked about how they, both of these cases, the angel of death, which was um, Vicki Don Jackson, who murdered 20 patients inside the hospital with the medication. And they're both locked up, basically locked up in the same unit. Or I don't know if it's the same unit, but same prison. Mm-hmm. And she was convicted with life without parole. Mm-hmm. And Vicky Don Jackson was convicted with life or life of imprisonment, but she is eligible for parole in mm-hmm. 2042. And she murdered 20 people. Just compare that. That's crazy. I mean, honestly, they should have neither both, of them should yes. have no parole. No parole for either one of them. Neither. Crazy. But on January 14, 2008, her remains were cremated and turned over to her family in Ohio, which is where she needs to be. Cheryl Sawyer's employer helped raise money through the fundraiser. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, helped raise money through the fundraiser and pay for Riley's funeral. A ceremony was held to... I can't, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't mean to laugh, guys, but my stomach's growling. I'm sorry. We could hear it. It was so loud. Hopefully y'all didn't hear it, but... Sorry, sorry. Right. Okay. Let's start over. So, on January 14th, 2008, her remains were cremated and turned over to her family in Ohio. I can't stop laughing. Okay. Oh um, you need to eat something, girl. For real, for real, for real. Okay, I'm not going to look at you. So, her remains were cremated, and Cheryl's employer helped raise money through through a fundraiser to pay for Riley's funeral. A A ceremony was held for her in as many of 20 countries reportedly to perform a similar memorial service for Riley which this is the part this is some of the part that my fiance wrote and I didn't actually read this which is really nice um the Hitchcock City Commission in Texas named quote Riley's Island end quote after her on March 20 March 2008 and investigation discovery has a segment on her case named quote baby grace Oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah. What so, a beautiful, like, memorial. Yeah, so she actually is, you know, her name is being talked about basically every day, like, when people go to this island or something like that. I think it's really great that they 
they did all of this for her. You know, she just, this is probably, like I said, one of the worst cases that I've ever heard of. And I know it's probably one of the worst cases that you have, but she just went through something so brutal and I, her death was just slow and painful. And I just, I'm glad that something is being done and I'm glad that her family is, or her not family. Those are not even her family. I'm glad that Kimberly and Royce are getting what they deserve and can never get out. But that's pretty much it. I know today's case was a rough one, but it's important to see how bad some children have it at home. And some children just don't get shown the same affection and love as some of us have gotten. And I do want to say, so this is this is a personal story. So I've heard of this case a while back because my Aunt Kathy, rest in peace, was really into Ouija boards, which I know a lot of people are against, and that's fine. I'm one of them. Don't yeah. like them. Yeah, I've only, like, I'll say it later, but I've only done two ever, and it was both with her. One was actually with your brother. Mm-mm. But um, we did one at my grandma's, my grandmother's house one time in her front yard. We didn't do inside. Um, and, you know, I'm a little skeptical of it, but when we were doing it, we were talking to a little girl and we asked her, oh, well, how did you pass? And she told us that mommy and daddy put me in a bucket into the water. And then we asked her like, oh, well, where are you? Like, where did they put you in the water? And she was like, Galveston, which I thought was super odd. And at that time I was like super young and we were in the country where we were at. So we didn't really have signal and so we couldn't really look up what happened. And so when we got back home to the city, I looked it up. And this is when I learned about baby Grace. How could she reach you like all the way out? I don't really know how that works. Yeah. But that's so crazy. Yeah. And I think there was like, I like I said, I was in like fifth grade or something. And I can remember us like doing it outside with a group of us or whatever. And I think she even said that her name was Grace because... That I guess that's what her that's what how I found it was baby Grace, hmm. and I'm still a little like iffy about the truth, like if it was her or whatever, if it actually worked. But I just thought it was interesting that I chose a case not realizing that it was the same little girl because I didn't know that this was the same person or the same little girl that we had talked to. You know, mm, yeah. I thought it was super interesting, and, I, and once I heard that, I like turned to my fiance. I was like oh my gosh, this is the same girl. Like, what the heck? How weird. But yeah, that really closes up today's episode. And no, I don't do Ouija board anymore. And I've only done two times in my life. And that's it. I'm not doing that anymore. But what do you think? I really think this case was really sad. Like, this is something that will, like, will stick with me for the rest of my life. And... If we cover so many episodes with you guys in so many different cases, and it's sad to say that over the course of time, we do kind of forget bits and pieces about what we cover because there's so it's like an overload of information mm-hmm. with every victim in every every case. So, <clears throat> but with this one, this is a case that I don't think that I could forget. It's like Mm-mm. the Gabriel case, and I and I watch these cases and shows on tv and documentaries on youtube because it's something that interests me and i've always wanted to help in some way and Mm -hmm. i think that maybe we can look into that in the near future about with like cps or like volunteer with children in foster homes and something like that because Mm -hmm. 
this is just sad. And now I feel not guilty, but like kind of bad that I'm covering another case of a child this week. So if this is something that was too much for you guys, mine's not as brutal as this one. But if it is what or is or was too much for you guys, just skip Thursday's episode. Yeah. Um, well, thank you all for joining us for today's episode. Please tell your friends and families about us. And make sure you follow and subscribe to us on whatever platform you guys listen on. Follow us on Facebook at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder, Insta on Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder with no spaces, and Twitter at Texas Chicks Who with the number one. We will be here on Thursday. We love you guys and stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. Bye.